Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And the New York Giants put on the pads yesterday. We recapped that first padded training camp practice on the channel yesterday. Go check it out. One of the players that stood out in that practice and has apparently been making some noise within the locker room is Aziz Ojolari. Apparently, he's been really impressive to all of his teammates that came out today, gave him some glowing reviews, said some really nice things about him, and are just kind of gearing up the excitement, the bandwagon for Aziz Ojolari and his breakout season upcoming, the third season of his career on the way, and we think that he has some big things in store for us. So today, we're going to go ahead and discuss Aziz Ojolari, why we think he's going to have a big breakout season, and what that could mean for the New York Giants defense. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode, and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review, and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend, and what are your thoughts on Aziz Ojolari? I'm doing great, and guys, we have one of the best defensive lines in terms of ceiling in the league, in my opinion. You know, if if these guys really come together and perform at a level that reaches their potential, we're going to see something special this upcoming season. Now, it has to happen. There's a lot left to do, a lot more room to grow, um, but I'm pretty confident we have a very skilled group of players that can really elevate their game. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau um, had a pretty solid rookie season. You know, he even indicated that, like, the film he watched from last year, it wasn't altogether that great at times. He left a lot on the field, and I think he's going to turn that into production next season. Uh, we know Dexter Lawrence is elite. We know Leonard Williams is quality, especially, you know, last year he kind of went through his first injury-riddled season, so I'm going to give him a break on that one. He's always been durable, always been healthy. That was the first season he missed any games ever. So, you know, I think, I think you know, probability-wise, he's going to return to be just fine. Um, obviously, they changed the turf, so hopefully that helps out a lot. And Aziz Ojolari, guys, this is a player who played 16 games as a rookie and then played, like, nine last year i think he nine appearances and started only six games but in the six games that he started if you're only looking at starts he had six sacks like the guy was productive when he was on the field he was one of the best pure pass rushers on our team if not the best pure pass rusher um and a lot of like the players a lot of the defensive linemen have a lot of great things to say about him um you know Kayvon Thibodeau said it's going to be exciting for him on paper you know how many sacks he had to he had to how many plays he had so just knowing that um, if you can get him 17 games, who knows how many sacks he'll get. Yeah, it's definitely one of those the most talented pass rushers I've ever played with. So, yeah, I'm excited to get going. We know he added about 10 pounds of muscle mass last year. We know that he was trying to increase his bull rush and a couple other things, um, seal the edge in the run game. And I think maybe that added mass ended up hurting his lower body because he had that calf injury that kind of limited him uh, for the majority of the season. So maybe the added weight wasn't exactly what he needed. Uh, maybe it was just a freak injury. You know, he all of his injuries haven't been consistent to the same body part. They've been like random they've been random like nicks and knacks on different parts um of his lower body and i think ultimately that's kind of a testament to like he can get healthy he can be healthy they're not it's not like his knee is bothering him constantly and he's always going down to the same injury it's different things so it has to be something he's doing something maybe the way he was training hopefully they figure that out he comes into camp 100 percent um but you know what does it mean to you that these other players, Kayvon Thibodeau and Leonard Williams specifically, come out of the woodwork and are saying, like, Ojolari has a natural feel for the game. Like, he has 
ridiculous talent. If he plays a full season, the guy's going to be one of the best pass rushers on our team, maybe even one of the best pass rushers in the league is from a pure pass rush standpoint. I mean, it means a lot to me just because I, I like hearing Giants players talk about Giants players. I like seeing that this really is the family culture that we believe it to be, you know, seeing these players hype each other up and talk about each other in a, in a, in a good light. You know, that's always exciting for me, especially when you're hearing it from guys like Leonard Williams. You know, he is a veteran player. He's an established player in the NFL. He has an eye for talent. Like he knows what's what. He knows who's good, who's not good. He's giving really high praise to Aziz Ojolari, and this isn't the first time he's done this. And also, this isn't the first time that we've heard members of the Giants praises Izo Jalari unwarranted, like, you know, without any um, reason to. They're just going out and talking about him because they like him. We've seen Wink Martindale do the same thing. Martindale had a lot of good things to say about Izo Jalari earlier in the offseason, and all the Giants players, and Martindale included, keep mentioning that statistic of him having one sack per game in the games that he was healthy and starting those games. So that's really what you want to key in on here with Azizo Jalari because. Coming out of college, there were some question marks. Is he a little undersized? I think that's why he tried to put on that extra weight. Can he hold up in the run game? Maybe he hasn't been the best at that so far in his NFL career, but there was always one thing that we knew about him. He was a damn good speed rusher, and so far throughout his NFL career, he has proven that to be true. He is a really good speed rusher. He's got to stay on the field. He's got to add a little bit more pass rushing prowess to his game and definitely improve against the run, but what we see from Azizo Jalari at the very least, he is a damn good speed rusher, which makes him a really good number two edge rusher. Now, does he need to be the Giants' number one edge rusher? Well, he doesn't need to be because we have Kayvon Thibodeau, who we all know is an elite talent and has the potential to be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL if he continues to develop. And Kayvon Thibodeau is really excited about Aziz Ojolari and thinks that the two of them are going to combine like Ultron this season and create one of the deadliest pass rushing duos in the NFL. And that's what I'm excited for. I can't wait to see that because you think about the old New York Giants championship teams, the ones that we love to call back to, 2011-12, 2007, 2008, what do those teams have in common? An elite pass rush, like one of the best defensive lines in the history of the game for both of those teams. Now, do the Giants have one of the best defensive lines in the history of, game, of the game brewing right now? Maybe not. But maybe, let's see what kind of jump Aziz Ojolari takes this year. Let's see what kind of jump Kayvon Thibodeau takes this year. We know that Dexter Lawrence is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL right now. And like you said, Alex, Leonard Williams has been a very solid veteran player for years and years. So the Giants have a lot of really good pass rushers on this team. What do they need to take it to the next level? Everyone needs to stay healthy, and those young guys need to take a step forward, Ojolari and Thibodeau. If that happens, if all four of those guys stay healthy, plus we see a big jump in productivity from those two young players, yeah, the Giants can have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL, and you could start to put this defensive line in the conversation with some of those other defensive lines that the Giants have had in the past if this team goes on to win a lot of games and win some postseason games. That's the key here. Can these guys show up in those big moments? Now, what we do know, Kayvon Thibodeau loves to show up in those big moments. Kayvon the closer Thibodeau, right? All those fourth quarter clutch plays that he made. How about the game-winning strip sack against the Ravens? Basically put the entire New York Giants team on his back against Washington later in the season on the road. The guy is a superstar in the making, but he's not the only one. I really do believe in Aziz Ojolari, and I think that he could be a star pass rusher as well in his own right. So, Alex, when you're looking at this defensive line, the combination of those four guys that I mentioned, you know, the sky's the limit with that group, in my opinion. But what's the key to unlocking that next level of success and seeing this defensive line really form itself into being one of the best pass rushers in the league? 
I mean, it's one key variable, and I think you guys don't know what it is. Staying healthy. These guys have the potential. Like, the, the talent is there. Kayvon Thibodeau, extraordinarily talented. Dexter Lawrence is a force of nature. The guy could move a hurricane if, if he was such big enough. Uh, Leonard Williams, I mean, he's the definition of durable. I, I think that last year was an anomaly, as I said before. He shows up. He's a leader. You know, I think Rakim um, Nunes Roche even said, like, yesterday even that Leonard Williams is really impressive like his veteran leadership the way that he handles himself the way that he practices is something to look up to uh, and then you have Aziz, Aziz Ojolari who is perennially talented he just can't stay on the field and I'm not gonna I, I'm not one to label him injury prone yet I don't think he is injury prone yet now if he has a fully injury injury riddled season this upcoming year let's maybe we can tag him with that but for now I mean, think about it this way. Like, do you guys think Odell Beckham Jr. is injury prone? I guess maybe he is injury prone. <laughs> he's one. He's not a really good example. But like, let's see. Like, if you, if you had a guy who had one injured season, one season where he missed time, would you Tom label Brady. Him that? Do you do you label Tom Brady's injury prone? Certainly not. All right. He tore his ACL, missed the entirety of the 2008 season right. after tearing one his ACL season. in week one. Came back the next year, was back in the Super Bowl. He's not an injury-prone player. Rarely ever missed time with injury. And you know what? That can be the same career trajectory as, as Izo Jolari. To help right. make your point, Alex, if he just had one injury-riddled 2022 season, comes back 2023-4-5, completely healthy, he's not an injury-prone player. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that the sample size is simply too small. Um, that's the kind of end-all, be-all of the argument there. The sample size is too small. Uh, we haven't seen enough time for him from him in the actual league playing uh, to make any determinations about if he's injury-prone or not. Um, if you do think he's injury-prone, respect your opinion. I think you're wrong. Uh, but, what, but, you know, for what it's worth, if he comes back and he puts together a really good season this year, um, we're going to be in really good shape, guys. I mean, there's not many offensive lines. Like, the Eagles are going to give us fits as they give everybody fits. But there's not many teams that can stop this this level of talent if they're healthy at the same time together. Like you can't you can't stop them one v one. You know what I mean? I think that's where like this goes. You need your tight end to chip. You need your running back to help. And then Wink Martindale's defense plays into this really nicely because he plays the numbers game. If you have good man coverage corners, you can send linebackers. You can send safeties. You can send corners off the edge. You can send your slot guy. You know you get creative. That's where the Giants have actually you know, been lackluster in the past because we haven't had the cornerbacks to allow our pass rush to thrive. Because if your cornerbacks don't get the job done, the quarterback is getting rid of the ball fast. And if you give your if you give your pass rushers even an extra second, you might double your sack totals. You know what I mean? Like how long does it really take for a pass rusher to get from his standing point, his stance, to the to a quarterback and then sack him to the ground? Maybe three seconds. You know, four seconds max. That four to five second differential becomes more important because he's closer to the quarterback. All it takes is that one extra second. Bam, he's down. A fumble, a bad throw, interception, turnovers. If our coverage can hold up, and we invested a lot this offseason. You know, Hawkins looking good. Obviously, Deontay Banks is going to be starting. You know, we're hoping Cordell Flott takes a big step forward. Dory Jackson's healthy. You know, we have to assume that, like, things are going to be better. Like, we got Bobby Okereke, who's a good coverage linebacker and a good run stopper. Um, you know, our safety position, McKinney's going to be healthy. He's excellent, obviously. We'll see if, if Jason Pinnock can win that job at strong safety, which I think he can. You know, you got Bobby McCain, nice little cheap utility piece. Uh, Dane Belton, you know, good in zone. But, you know, it's about the coverage. So what do you think the coverage has to do to allow this pass rush to succeed? Because I think it plays, it goes hand in hand. You know, they're not separate, really. They're connected very much so. No, 1,000%. I mean, 
the coverage sack is a beautiful thing in the NFL, right? When you have good cornerbacks, good safeties out there in coverage, and they're locking down opposing wide receivers, giving the pass rush enough time to get home, that's something that you really like to see. That means that your defense is playing well at all three levels, which is always really important. And one of the things that the Giants emphasized this offseason was to improve their secondary, right? We have some really good young cornerbacks now. Let's see if Trey Hawkins pans out. That would be exciting. But we know that Deontay Banks eventually is going to turn into a good cornerback. At least we fully believe that, you know. Nothing in the NFL is guaranteed, but we like Deontay Banks and we like his potential. We've got a Dory Jackson. We know how good he is. And if Jason Pinnock can step up at strong safety, listen, if the Giants secondary takes that step, the pass rush will be able to take that step as well. Those two things go hand in hand. And for what it's worth, if the pass rush plays well, the secondary is going to be happy also because that's less time for wide receivers to get open. If Kayvon Thibodeau is getting in the backfield in a second and a half every single play and pressuring the quarterback, that ball has to come out of the quarterback's hands quicker. The wide receivers don't have enough time to get open. Boom. Incompletion, sack, interception, anything. And then, of course, it does go inverse. Like you said, Alex, if the pass rush isn't getting home, maybe they're going up against a really good offensive line. The Eagles have a good one. Dallas has a good one not as good as it used to be but still good right we've got some good offensive lines in this division let's say Kayvon Thibodeau is having a tough time getting after the quarterback Aziz Ojolari getting a little bit hung up against the uh, offensive line in a certain game well Let's also talk about Adoree Jackson and Deontay Banks. If they're locking up their men on the outside, that gives an extra second for Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence, all these guys to get home, hopefully pressure the quarterback, and hopefully get the sack. It just does go hand in hand, and that's why the key to the whole thing is Wink Martindale. That's the number one factor here for the Giants defense applying pressure to the quarterback, because Wink Martindale is so creative. He doesn't just say, all right, let's line up in our base defense. The four of you go after the quarterback. No, he says, let's apply this pressure. Let's apply this heat. Let's send some extra blitzers. And that's where Wink Martindale is just always creating pressure. The Giants are never the team to sit back in coverage and wait for a quarterback to pick them apart. The quarterbacks need to get the ball out of their hands quickly when they're playing a Wink Martindale defense because if he's not rushing four, he's rushing seven sometimes. Like we've seen him just send the whole team after it. And that's kind of the beauty of the Wink Martindale defense. Is it a blessing and a curse? Absolutely. Sometimes the Giants are going to get burned by being a little over-aggressive. But for what it's worth, blitzing at the highest rate has really done well for Wink Martindale throughout his career. He is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL, and he has been for a very long time. So you're going to see these guys get open in their pass rushing lanes because maybe they're going to send Bobby Okereke on an A-gap blitz. He's going to take up the center, and then boom, Dexter Lawrence is unblocked, and he's going right after the quarterback. That's how things work in this Wink Martindale defense. But again, like you said, Alex, these things don't all work. If not, everybody on the defense is playing their part, doing their job. The secondary has to hold up. You can blitz all you want, but when you blitz, you're taking a guy out of coverage. That leaves an opening in the defensive secondary. So if the blitz doesn't work, the pass rush gets picked up. You're letting up yardage, free yardage there. So the Giants defense, it needs to be a complete package this upcoming season. Like we love to talk about those old Giants defenses, right? Let's think back to 2011-12, right? The Giants did have a dominant pass rush that year, but they also had Antrell Roll, one of the best safeties in the NFL. Prince of Mukamara was still out there. He was balling. They had a lot of really good corners. I remember the days of Corey Webster, of Aaron Ross, of Kenny Phillips as a safety, there were some good defensive backs in the Giants secondary in those previous Super Bowl teams, and Stevie Brown as well. I remember that season. I think he had eight interceptions. They had some really good defensive backs, so you got to be a complete defense. You know, we always focus on how good those defensive lines were. We don't focus enough on how good those old Giants secondaries were, because they were really 
good units. And so if the Giants want to be a good defense this upcoming season, get after the quarterback, get those sacks, and have a dominant defensive line, they do need to be a complete unit. The secondary needs to step up and play well, play some damn good football, and then watch this whole thing come together. Wink Martindale's defense will take off, and it'll be really fun to watch Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari go ahead and sack some quarterbacks. I can't wait for that. But wrapping it up, right, let's talk about Aziz Ojolari just a little bit further. Hammer home the real topic of the episode. But one of the things about Aziz Ojolari that I really do like is that he has the ability to kind of be a real good sack master and a strip sack master. That's a really underrated aspect of his game. A lot of his sacks result in fumbles. So when you're looking at that, Alex, creating more turnovers needs to be a point of emphasis for the Giants defense this upcoming season, in my opinion. I don't think they got nearly enough interceptions last year, didn't force enough. They also probably didn't get as many strip sacks as they wanted. Thibodeau, yes, had the one against the Ravens. And then Aziz Ojolari had like three of them alone. But Aziz Ojolari really is impactful because when he gets after the quarterback, he kind of has that old Dwight Freeney trait where he happens to get his hand on the ball every single time. So that's one of the things, Alex, that I think this Giants defense was missing last year. And I'm sure you'll agree with me, Aziz Ojolari getting back in the lineup, being fully healthy, that should lead to some more turnovers as well this upcoming season. Well, that's kind of what I was playing at before with the coverage, like, you know, the cornerbacks and whatnot. Um equally being important with the pass rush that extra second that the cornerbacks give him the coverage gives the defensive lineman that extra second results in turnovers you know it results in a rush throw that's intercepted it results in a quarterback holding onto a ball for an extra second and bam like you know Kayvon Thibodeau Aziz Ojolari Dexter Lawrence hits it out of their hand and it's on the ground and someone's scooping it up um it's those small moments it's those little details that make a huge difference and yes like that's kind of what a defense is though if you have Two, if you have two units, one's elite and one's terrible, your defense is going to be bad because, you know, an elite unit can't carry. You know, you can't play coverage if you're rushing the passer and vice versa. So, you know, I think we made some big strides this year. Ojolari being healthy is basically get, like getting a, a new player back, um, like getting a really productive player back. Bobby Okereke is a huge addition. Deontay Banks is a massive addition. If Trey Hawkins can fight his way on, Cordell Flott adding 10, 15 pounds of, of muscle or whatever of weight, that's a, basically a new addition. Like, he didn't play last year very much. So you're looking at, like, like Michael McFadden, Darren Beaver, this guy with experience, you know, getting all of these guys back. And I didn't even mention Raheem Nunes-Roche or Ashawn Robinson, two massive run stoppers. This defense is going to look totally different, guys. Like, we saw him lay the foundation, but even Joe Shane said it himself. He didn't know what the Giants defense needed. He didn't even know what Wink Martindale really needed to make this this defense great. And now he does. And he went and got the pieces necessary. Really good cornerback. Um Two interior uh, defensive stuffers in, in, in uh, the defensive tackle position. A great linebacker, or at least one of the best linebackers on the market. A guy that we've spoken to. If you haven't watched that, go watch it. He's a really cool guy, Bobby Okereke. It's an awesome dude, and he's going to be a great player for us. Um, and then draft picks. You know, young guys that are trying to fight their way into the roster, make a difference. You know, you look at guys like Jason Pinnock, Dane Belton. Guys, we don't really know what their potential is just yet, what their peak is, but we do know that they're talented, and they just got to put it on the football field. So... Uh, right now, I'm very optimistic. I'm very bullish on the Giants' defense. I think it's going to be way, way better. And we're going to see a lot more turnovers because of that, uh, because every unit is getting better and not worse. I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, the Giants really did try to improve at all three levels of their defense this offseason and the offense as well, for what it's worth. They've really just made a lot of improvements. We've taken our hat off and tipped our hat to Joe Shane so many times throughout this offseason and hyped him up as best as we can. But, you know, when you take a look at this defense, the sky really is the limit with that defensive line. There is so much potential there. Thibodeau, Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. It should be a really fun unit to watch. And, of course, we're going to be thrilled to keep you updated on everything with those four guys and everyone else on the Giants 
throughout training camp, preseason, and of course the regular season right here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to leave, leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants and check us out. We're going to be live on the channel tonight. Me and our other co-host, Allie, 8 p.m. Go ahead, come by, uh, say what's up and talk some Giants with us. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one and let's go Giants.